So I'm going to do a little bit of story time about why I'm a lawyer. Hi, I'm Dafan, the Professor Z, your real-life homeless to Ivy League professor, attorney, and serial entrepreneur. Hi everyone, welcome to my drive time story time. First of all, who'd have thought? As soon as I start this drive time story time, I no longer drive. I'm stuck here at home just like many of you because of this whole virus situation. I should be thankful that I'm home, I have somewhere to be, and I can continue to do the things I want to do. Um, so that's not so bad. But it is kind of tough to not be able to go to school, to not be able to get out much, and uh, to be stuck at home most of the time. The kids drive me crazy, right? Um, probably does to many of you too. So I sympathize. So I'm going to do a little bit of story time about why I'm a lawyer. So I really never thought that I would ever want to be a lawyer, to be honest. Um, as a matter of fact, growing up, I really disliked anything in that field. Um, I wanted to be an engineer. I want to be a techie. I wanted to have skills, but not necessarily work with people. So teaching and lawyering, uh, both of those things, I really just didn't see it when I was younger. I've always appreciated who lawyers are, what they did, and how much money they can make. Um, that's one of the things, right? When you can't have it, you always kind of have some respect for it because, well, you can't have it. And so I guess about 10 years ago, no, a little bit more, about 13, 14 years ago, when I was going through some tough times and I start to reassess my life and see what I want to do next, and one of the options was a lawyer. Um, there's a little bit more story to that, and I'll get to that in a second. But I zoned in on being a lawyer as a good option for me to pursue, because uh, partially because they made a lot of money. And uh, beyond the money part, though, is that lawyers generally have this independence. They have this independence, independence because I think if you ever want to run your own business and you know there will be a need and you can make good money, that will be a lawyer or a doctor, right? Uh, usually we talk about people that make a lot of money and do well in life. You say doctors and lawyers, doctors and lawyers. Well, I knew I was going to be a doctor because I really did not like biology, wasn't, was never good at it. But lawyer seems like something that I could be good at. Um, I had some exposure to lawyers earlier in life, um, especially when I ran my first startup. Um, so here's the here's the part one story of why I became a lawyer. Is uh, when I was running my startup, the first one, and I invented a process to basically collect information on a handheld computer and. Mind you, this is 20-some years ago. So the handhelds were Palm Pilots and uh, Pocket PCs. These are late 90s, early 2000s. So I made software for Palm Pilots and Pocket PCs. And I let users collect data in the field. And then they can upload the data into a central database on the internet. And we can run data analysis and uh, generate reports and do a bunch of things with the data. So it's the early stages of uh, not quite AI machine learning, but big data, data analysis, and making business decisions based on collected data. So that was really a, that, that was a new frontier back then. And I invented this process 
it was working well. I had clients that everybody thought it was great. Um, a couple of professors actually even wrote a research paper around that and got published. So one, as it was suggested to me that I get the process patented. And for those of you who don't know, I, I actually teach intellectual property law. I teach patent stuff now. And I happen to have a patent of my own now. But back then, I knew very little about patents. I did go online, looked up, and realized that if you a patent is something that can give you exclusive rights to the invention that you came up with if the patent was granted. Um, however, because it's very powerful, it's, it, you get exclusive rights to use the technology for 20 years or more, and no one else can use it. So in the, it's very valuable if you had a patent. So in order to get a patent, you have to deal with the government. You have to apply for a... Uh, patent with the Patent and Trademark Office. You have to go back and forth with the government until they grant you the patent. So it's it's specialized even for lawyers. It's a specialized uh, legal field. So lawyers obviously cost a lot of money. And um, I went to see a couple of lawyers and I was quoted, I don't remember exactly, but I was quoted probably somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars in order to get this patent applied. And uh, at the time, I was doing okay. Like, I mean, I I was doing well in my startup, but wasn't making millions of dollars. But we had good revenue, and I was living well. And for me to consider spending ten, twenty thousand dollars, and that wasn't that was just a starting price. That's not even a guaranteed final price. So for me to spend that mon- amount of money. I'm not sure if it was worth it, right? So I needed my lawyer <clears throat> at the time to tell me exactly why I'm doing this. And I just, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but obviously, you know, in hindsight, I think as any other patent practitioner, patent lawyer will tell you, um, they told me what I would get if I got the patent, how important it is to get it. And, uh, you know, and the cost involved because it's complex and it costs a lot of time. It costs them a lot of time. That's why it's expensive. So at the end of the day, I was left with a decision to pay the money to get a patent or to apply for a patent or just forego the patent process. And, you know, if you can't tell, um, I didn't get it. Um, I, the reason I didn't get it was as much as the lawyer told me how important it was to have a patent, he never put it, put it in the way I understood he didn't frame it away for me as a business person to let me see what potential benefits I can have other than the facial, the on-the-face te- technical legal benefit of having a pet. Now, that's very important. So I think a good lawyer, a good any kind of lawyer, should be able to explain this legal process to their clients in a meaningful way that the clients will fully understand. I, I'm not saying that the lawyer didn't un, didn't explain it. He just didn't explain it in a way that resonated with me or was important to me. So long story short, I for, I, I didn't do the patent. And uh, a couple, I'd say a couple years, maybe a year or two later, um, I was proposed, a deal was proposed to me that a large national company was going to buy my company, purchase the software and the technology that I made, and have me help the company using my invention make the next generation software for that company, a large company. Um, a term sheet was presented to me. I was supposed to get a um, 
lot of money, um, multi-million dollars, and as well as getting a very good salary. I think at the time, maybe, um, don't exactly remember, but at least $500,000 uh, salary, plus the payout for buying the technology and the business to be able to, you know, uh, use my technology for this large company. They did their due diligence, and as it turned out, they found out that I didn't have a pen. I didn't have a pen. I didn't have any protection for the technology. Anyone can just copy it. So I'm not saying they copied it, but they no longer see the value of paying me that amount of money to buy something that they have to build for the next version. So that deal fell apart. Um, on the other hand, that the the dot com boom and bust contributed to that as well because this was around 2001 so i think if i was a couple years earlier i probably would have still gotten funded or gotten bought out regardless of the patent situation but either way i think uh, at that time people weren't throwing money at tech companies anymore so they really wanted to buy something tangible and i didn't have anything tangible for them to buy so the deal fell through um, i don't really fault the attorney because he couldn't have foreseen that that would be a trigger for the deal not happening. But at the end of the day, I think I never felt understood the importance of having that patent. Um, if I understood, I think I would have gone for it, knowing how much I could gain and how much the cost was. Um, I mean, $20,000 was still a lot of money. It was still a lot of money then. It's still a lot of money now. But absolutely, I would do it now. As a matter of fact, any new ideas I come up with now, including the patent I got granted, I when I go and try to apply for a patent, or at least uh, look into if I can apply for a patent before I act on the technology. Uh, so, you know, lesson learned, right? Uh, that was a harsh lesson because imagine if I actually own a patent on data collection and internet data gathering. Hey, I might... I might have many more zeros behind my names, but who don't know? Maybe it wouldn't have worked out. But you, you know, you don't want to live your life and having make mistakes like that. So I always felt, well, the lawyer may be competent in the lawyer sense, but he wasn't as helpful at, to me as he could have been as a counselor, as a advisor. So when I was back to um, 13 years ago, when I was considering the next, next step in my life, and I decided to be a lawyer, um, partially because I feel like I have a ability to work with clients and to be able to understand their needs and suggest a good cause of action for my clients. And second, I want to help other people just like me. Because I, at the time, I mean, I wouldn't say I was bitter, but it was a tough time period for me. And, uh, I felt at the time that if I got good counsel, maybe I wouldn't have been in that position in the first place. So, um, yeah. And then I also, at around the same time, I uh, at my last job, last real job, um, I would ran a, a newspaper website for a major Philadelphia newspaper. And uh, when I when we were negotiating a deal on that uh, for that paper, I worked with a attorney uh, who was actually a well known IP attorney from a large law firm, and I spent many hours teaching the attorney what we did because he really just did not understand quite 
as much as he should. So we end up paying a whole lot of money hourly, his hourly fees for him to learn the business I'm trying to teach him. And I end up reviewing the contract before I pass it off to him because he asked me to look at the contract first. So um, I learned that I have the potential to do well as at least a technology lawyer because I understand technology quite a bit. I understand business quite a bit. And if I can you know, get the law part down, if I can become a lawyer, I probably can create a niche working with startups and tech companies and uniquely serve their needs because I used to be on the other side of the table. So that was another motivation for me to uh, become a lawyer. And so uh, I, it just feel like the skill set will be very value. It will be invaluable going forward. And it turned out to be pretty accurate because ever since then I've brought a unique, uh, skill set to most of my clients, um, both in a business capacity, because as a business advisor, now I have a legal background. And as a legal advisor, I have a business background. And altogether, I have a tech background, very strong tech background. So a tech company looking for an outside advisor, I'm a very good fit. So that's worked out very well. And lastly, just to give you a little lighthearted story, um, one of the last push for me to start law school or for me to go toward being a lawyer is because my wife dared me to do so. Um, how did that work? We we were in a personal legal situation and I was sitting in the courtroom with her at the time in, in a county court and uh, we didn't have a lawyer. So we had to wait there until all the cases where lawyers on the case gets hurt. Uh, if you didn't know that, because clients have to pay for a lawyer's time, Courts usually hear cases with lawyers on them first, so the clients won't unnecessarily have their lawyers wait. And uh, so we were sitting there, listening to um, sitting in the in, in uh, sitting in the courtroom, listening to these cases. And then I was like, you know, I think I can be a better judge than this judge in front of us. And uh, well. You know, me overconfident. That's not a that's not an unusual thing. But anyway, I feel like I could do a better job. Well, at least as good of a job. But I really think I could have done a better job. So my wife's like, "Well, you know, maybe, but you're never going to be able to do it." I said, "Why not?" She said, "Because uh, you have to be a lawyer to be a judge." I said, "Okay, so if I think I can be a lawyer, I mean, if I can think I can, if I think I can be a judge, I most definitely can be a lawyer." She's like, "Yeah, sure, but." If you want to be a lawyer, you have to go to college first. And I said, well, I guess I'll go to college. And uh, she's like, okay, you haven't even gotten one year of credits and you dropped out of college. And how are you going to go to college? How are you going to go to law school? How are you going to be a lawyer? So I, uh, it, it was hard for me to argue uh, with her about that, right? Because at the time, I was a high school college dropout and I had never planned to go back to college. By the way, I never, ever planned to go back to college. I really didn't see the point uh, at the time. But I went home, and I thought long and hard, and I just couldn't let that one go I because I really feel like I could actually do it and do it well. And this it was, it was around the same time that I was starting to think that uh, I need to find something else to do with my life, and lawyer might actually be a possibility. So her little push got me to look at being a lawyer seriously, and uh, on my own, without her knowledge, I went and looked up law school 
what it mean, what it takes to get into law school, what it means to attend law school. I even downloaded a sample LSAT, the law school admission test. I did a few questions, and uh, I found the questions interesting and doable, and I felt like I could do it well. So I decided to formally pursue going back to school and go to law school and become a lawyer. And, uh, you know, it hurt there. Her push, her uh, telling me that I couldn't do it was not really all the reason that I became a lawyer, but it really was the push to get me off my ass and to take the next step. So I, I will always be grateful for her for that. And also it makes a great story. And I tell all the time when people ask me why, why did I become a lawyer? So I have her to thank for that joke and for that story as well. Um, in the next drive time, well, should I continue to call it drive time? Okay. In the next story time, I will talk about how I went to college the first time and how I went back to college and that journey. So stay tuned for that. But hopefully you got a little bit of a lighthearted chuckle and enjoyed my little story time about why I became a lawyer. And um, I certainly am grateful and blessed that I became a lawyer, am a lawyer, and continue to be able to uh, practice law. Um, even though I don't do a full-time, obviously I'm a, a professor, but I don't really do anything full-time. I just do everything to the best of my abilities, and I really do enjoy being a lawyer, and I enjoy giving advice to clients, and I enjoy being able to bring something to the table that other people need, and it's uh, hard to get from somewhere else. So this journey has been well worth it. And on top of that, I got to go to one of the best law schools in the country and, you know, have um, made a lot of good friends and made a lot of good connections. And um, that's why I'm paying it forward and then telling the story. And hopefully I can inspire some of you, if any of you who wants to pursue that career, to just go do it and uh, you will benefit from it. So until next time, this is Stefan the Professor Z, story time. See you next time.